everybody welcome into the fortress of comitude podcast my name is tyler i'm mary i'm aaron i'm kylie this is our 200th episode spectacular slash creator focus and not different from any other episode we've done creator focus mary who are we talking about for the 200th episode of fortress of comitude podcast bendis captain metropolitan brian michael bendis metropolitan which uh I guess I forgot to say the part where Creator Focus is a show we do once a month where we pull a random comic <laughs> creator's name out of a bucket. We talk about their career and books they've worked on. At the end of this episode, we will pull out the next comic creator's name for next month's Creator Focus episode. And um, because this is our 200th episode, at the end of this episode, where we would normally do weekly picks, we're going to kind of do a little retrospective and reflecting on our 200 episodes so if uh you want to hear all that that will be at the end because you know it's 200 and it's kind of a big deal 200 of these fucking things we've done that's a lot, that's a lot. especially because like each, each one's at least an hour some of them have been close at to least. two <laughs> yeah so like think about how, like there's a lot of hours of me talking in a microphone beer. lots of beer lots yeah. of beers have been had mary yeah yeah sorry what what do you know about brian michael bendis he wrote Naomi, and you don't like his Superman stuff. Oh, that's oh, jeez. Sorry. Sorry. Um, what if he's listening right now? Yeah. Well, maybe not. He's in there crying. He's, he's our biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> they, they backed up the truck of money. <laughs> I loved you. I supported you. <laughs> like like Newman, I defended your parking. <laughs> Um, Sorry about that. So, yeah, there was kind of a running joke on this podcast for a while about me uh, talking shit on Bendis and, and Superman, but uh, I actually am qu- quite a fan of Bendis, to be honest. So, um, it'll be nice to uh, suck up to him. To, to talk, uh, just to kind of go back through because I, there's definitely much more of his work that I appreciate than not. But yeah, I was not yeah, a fan no, of his uh, of his Superman stuff. So, but that was just kind of a, a running little thing we had there for a bit. He where, adopted two girls. He's uh Bendis? Did he? I don't know. I don't he? know. I thought I remembered that. I well, think I'm wrong. He, he might it. have. I don't remember. And he might he have adopted not. Captain Metropolis. So I could be wrong. I don't know. He's one of those writers until he moved to DC that I probably read most of his stuff. I'm sure there's some things here and there that I I missed, but uh, like even after I discovered he wrote a lot him, of shit. Oh, oh yeah, he has. Even, even after I discovered him, I went back. I had to filter these notes quite a bit just to try to get the important stuff because hello he has been. Uh, Should we start again? I I, I put him. <laughs> so, I, wait. I put Mary. him and Jeff Johns as kind of like the two most like prominent writers of like kind of like my generation of comic, like the age of me getting into comics, right? Mm-hmm. And one it was, was and, one was redoing the Marvel and one was right. Redoing the Those DC were kind of like the two biggest guys at, at that time. That were just like workhorses that were constantly. I mean, I mean, even Jeff Johns really can't hold a candle to Bendis because Bendis was putting out. There was a point when Bendis, five or six books a month. Oh yeah, and like out. he was even doing like his creator own. So like he was doing right. Powers, he was doing Spider Man, he was doing, doing all the shit. Avengers stuff, and they and, weren't late. 
Oh, and they were <laughs> they were solid. Yeah. Like, how was he writing all that shit and nothing was falling through the cracks? He wrote Spider Man. Oh yeah. What he the? wrote the greatest Spider-Man run of all yeah. time. Come at me. Um, <laughs> Come at which, which me? Which we'll what talk about. Well, we're going to talk about it. Well, uh, what is it called? So, Spider-Man. Ultimate Metropolis. Metropolis. Oh. Yeah, I was hoping you were going to do it. <laughs> it is not. It's Captain. And it uh, sounds like it's spelled uh, like it, guys. But anyways, it was Ultimate Spider-Man. So, this is our History 101. Then we'll get Peter into book Parker? reports. But our history of Brian okay. Michael and, Bendis. And Miles. Um, okay. Notable works... A shit ton of them. I just tried to put down a bunch of the ones. Ultimate Spider-Man, New Avengers, Powers, Daredevil, Alias, House of M, Secret Invasion. That There's was it? plenty more. Alias? I watched that show. No. Not the fuck. No. You know the better good than alias. that. I watched, I watched one episode. Um, <laughs> awards include, get ready for these, you guys. 1989 Eisner Award for Talent Deserving of Wider Recognition, which kind of feels like a shitty award to get. Like, yeah, like, hey, like, that, we're giving you this award it. because nobody knows who you are. That is kind of strange, though. though. 2001 Eisner oh. Award for Best New Series for Powers. Nice. 2002 Eisner Award for Best Writer for Powers, Alias, Daredevil, and Ultimate Spider-Man. It doesn't say which one specifically. It's just those were the books he was writing when he got the Eisner. Yeah. 2003 Eisner Award for Best Writer for those same books. 2003 Eisner Award for Best Continuing Series for Daredevil, which was fucking incredible. Yeah. 2000 Cleveland Press Excellence in Journalism Award. 2000 Wizard Magazine Best Writer of the Year. 2001 uh, Wizard Magazine Best Writer of the Year. 2002 Wizard Magazine Best Writer of the Year. 2003 <laughs> Wizard Magazine Best yes, Writer of the Year. Yes. 2002 <laughs> Comics Buyer's Guide Writer of the Year. 2003 Comics Buyer's Guide Writer of the Year. And also 2004. And 2005, E3's People's Choice Award for Activision's Ultimate Spider-Man, which oh, for, for yeah, the game that yeah. he also wrote, which is right. one of my favorite Spider-Man games it's, it's ever a, made. That's one that that I think deserves a remaster that I think people would right. buy if, if they were to do... It, it's a great game. The, the, the one complaint I have, and I understand why it's that way, is it just ends, mm-hmm. but, but it was telling a story... Within the within the comic books, like and it here, here's that missing so piece. Good. Yeah, oh, it does. But when it ends, it just ends. It just like, ends. There's no like because it's like keep reading the book. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then 2010, an Inkpot Award. So that's a lot. Oh, of he, he finally got an Inkpot Award after all of that. He finally. <laughs> <laughs> He sounded like such a backhand. I'm like, oh, I finally, finally got one. After all, so like, yeah, even my dad's got two of those. Six consecutive years. <laughs> uh, Brian Michael Bendis was born on August 18th, 1967, Ooh. in Cleveland, Ohio. That's a that's a day before my birthday. That's well, like not, no, and and in a, a decade probably. You're old. <laughs> yeah. 1967. Wow. I was 74. Yeah. Got seven mm. years. Yeah. Uh, born in Cleveland, Ohio, to a Jewish American family, Bendis grew up in University Heights, where despite rebelling against a religious upbringing, he attended the Hebrew Academy of Cleveland, a private modern Orthodox religious school for boys. <laughs> what? Why is that funny? It, it's the, he rebelled, but he still went to the, 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 the religious <laughs> Des, school. Despite That's why I said rebelling, despite. he still went, but he rebelled I, I, slightly. It was just the image in my head, like, oh, I hate you all. Okay, we'll oh, go. God. <laughs> <laughs> Put a schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, it's a good word. Schmuck. schmuck. 
He decided he wanted to be a comic book industry professional when he was 13 years old, working That's on his own comics, including a Punisher versus Captain America story that he revised several times. <laughs> a fan of Marvel comics in particular, he emulated idols such as George Perez, John Romita Sr., John Romita Jr., and Jack Kirby. Makes sense. Uh, writing assignment, a novelization of Chris Claremont's X-Men and the Starjammer story, which ga- which gained him an A-plus grade for his imagination and inventiveness Aww, at the age of 19. Job. Bendis began attending the Cleveland Institute of Art while working at a downtown comic book store where he eventually sold some <laughs> of his early work between the ages of 20 and 25. Damn. He sent in a large number of submissions to comics companies, although he ultimately abandoned this approach to breaking into the industry, considering it too much of a lottery. Hmm. Really? Which is kind that of makes sense, the though. old way people used to get in, right? You just yeah. send in you get your big stack of rejection letters before you finally get in. Um, although he's best known as a writer, Bennis did start out as an artist doing work for local what? magazines and newspapers, including caricature work. He worked at the Plain Dealer, which was a Mm-mm. an illustrator as an illustrator. Although he did not enjoy caricature work, it paid well and funded his interest in writing crime fiction. Uh, he eventually moved into both writing and illustrating for his work before he began producing work for Caliber Comics, including Spunky Todd. Does anybody know what that is? No, but it sounds spunky. Is it like a sexy. parody of Sweeney Todd? Uh, through Caliber, he, he met many of his longtime or, friends and collaborators uh, within the comic artist. industry, including Mike Oming, uh, Dave Mack, and uh, Mark Andreco. Mm-hmm. Uh, he began the first in a series of independent noir fiction co- uh, crime comics where he published uh, two issues of, of Fire in 1993 and five issues of AKA Goldfish in 1994. In 1995, he illustrated Flaxen. From a script by James Hudnail with David Mack providing inks to the story featuring former Playboy playmate Susie Owens as a mascot <laughs> of the Golden Apple Comics chain in Los Angeles. Nice. Nice. Uh, Bendis' best known early work was Jinx, starring the indi- the titular bounty hunter in a crime noir version of the Sergio Leone film The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Began publication in 1996 and ran seven issues from Caliber. Most of these early works share a common universe with Goldfish, Fire, Jinx, Torso, and uh, Total Sellout, sharing characters and settings as well as tone. That's where Jinx World came from. Jinx World. Why is that? Uh, He characterizes much of this period of his professional life in terms of working as a graphic artist for almost 12 years under going a period of within that of nine years living as a stereotypical starving artist. In 1996-97, Bendis moved from Caliber to Image, where Jinx and his other previous crime comics were published by Image's Shadow Line arm in trade paperback. At Image, he also produced five more issues of Jinx. Impressed with AKA Goldfish, Image founder Todd McFarlane sought out Bendis, which led to his writing of Sam and Twitch. Yeah. Um, although set in the Spawn universe, Bendis approached Sam and Twitch primarily as a crime comic. Awesome. He wrote yeah, Sam and Twitch for 20 book. issues, as Very well good. as most of the first 10 issues of Hell Spawn, which was another Spawn spinoff title, which wasn't nearly as good. Um, this non-creator-owned work allowed him... Is that your opinion, his, yeah. that it wasn't as good? No, that's what Wikipedia said. Oh! Um, <laughs> It added responsibility of caretaker to his resume in that he would have to answer to a vested owner about developing a property as a tangible asset. With that future in mind, rather the only working on his own characters under his own terms. So he thanks Todd McFarlane to some degree 
because that was the first work he did that wasn't his own original concept. So it taught him how to handle characters Play that were well yeah it, yeah because he had to like he had to collaborate he had yeah he had to take on a responsibility like these aren't my characters I can't just do with them whatever the hell I want it like sometimes creatives are better with limits. Grant Morrison is very much somebody uh, like yeah. <laughs> that works better when there's a boundary set in place. I'm gonna put God in this car. <laughs> and so I guess like I kind of like that. That's actually kind of humble on Bendis's part to like acknowledge that and like thank Todd McFarlane for like I appreciate the fact that this was the he gave me the opportunity to work with his characters and it taught me how to work within boundaries of where I can't just do whatever the hell I want because that trained him for Spider Man and. And other characters, because it's like he can't just come in and be like, "What if we fucking killed Spider-Man?" Which he also did, <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't do it for like ten more years. Yeah. Uh, in 1998, Bendis co-wrote and illustrated the Elliot Ness starring Torso with Mark Andreco, again for Image. And in 2000, he produced three issues of the autobiographical Fortune and Glory for Only yep. Press. Uh, that same year saw the debut of the superhero police noir detective series Powers. Yes. Co-created with and drawn by Michael Avon Oming. Is that how you say his yeah. last name? Okay. Yeah. I think so. Uh, published by Image. Powers that. won major comics industry awards. Uh, around the time Bendis began Sam and Twitch, his friend David Mack began working for Joe Casada's Marvel Knights imprint, of which Bendis was quite a fan. Uh, based on Bendis' work on Jinx, Casada invited him to pitch ideas for Marvel Knights, which included a planned but ultimately unproduced Nick Fury story, which I kind of would have read. <laughs> Maybe not at the time. I was, I was like five, but I would have read. David Mack's the one who actually gave Casada the stuff because they were their buddies yeah they met early at a convention selling their own their own work but when he got on with marvel he was pimping him out to casada he's like you gotta need to read this stuff you need to you need to marvel comics president bill jemis 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 g-e-m-a-s metropolis metropolis on the recommendation of casada hired bendis to write ultimate spider-man which debuted in 2000 was targeted at the new generation of comic readers. Bendis adapted the 11-page origin story of Spider-Man from Amazing Fantasy 15 into a seven-issue story arc, with Peter Parker becoming the titular hero after the fifth issue, uh, making the book a bestseller, often surpassing in sales the mainstream Amazing Spider-Man Marvel title. Oh, yeah. I could see that. The Bendis-Bagley partnership of 111 consecutive issues made their partnership one of the longest in American comic book history. Hmm, the longest really? run by Marvel, beating out Stanley and Jack Kirby's run on the Fantastic Four. No way, really? And in 2011, Bendis and artist Sarah Pacelli created Miles Morales, uh, the new version of Ultimate Spider-Man, and they wrote, Bendis wrote every issue of Ultimate Spider-Man, including its second iteration, which was called Ultimate Comics colon Spider-Man. So is it, am I off though? I guess 111... So it just seems not. I mean, it doesn't feel like it's as much as. Yes, right. Yeah, eleven's a lot. A lot. I know, but for for one artist and one writer for the same pair, that's a lot. I mean, you think about like all the teams and the depth, like you're talking about. For some reason, you think they just do that normally. Um, Put put that into months, though. You think one issue a month. That's a lot of you. Think about how long that is. And Bagley, you know, like, twelve issues a year. Oh, yeah. 
111 issues. That's a long time. Well, and, and it was more than 12 issues a year. They right. were pumping some of those out like hmm. every three weeks. It's I just, you, maybe it's the fact that that history, when you hear about like Stan Lee and Kirby, it's yeah. like this huge history that maybe you don't have a time connection to. But I want right, to talk about Ultimate Spider Man for a little bit while we're here because I, I didn't. Get, have, a, have a chance to read anything <gasps> for this, but this is what I would have read because I take any chance to talk about Ultimate Spider-Man because I'm Yeah, I'm with, with you, it. Kylie. Um, Ultimate Spider-Man is f- still, for my money, the best version of Spider-Man in any medium. Why? Because all, all the... V- all the versions of those characters; those are my favorite versions of of all of those characters in in Ultimate Spider Man. I love that Peter Parker. I love the the younger Mary Jane. That's supportive of him and helps fix his costume when it gets all torn up and keeps his secret. I love the Aunt May. The that's, Aunt May that's not a little bit younger. Yeah, she's like in her fifties. <laughs> um, the the Ultimate Universe did so many things. They got to learn from the mistakes of the six one six universe. It, it, in regards oh, to yeah, Spider Man, even I when guess. they like when they we're, did the, we're like doing the clone saga, saga and, and they kicked like, it in the ass. They Why would you in? do this? So like, yeah. Oh, wait, wait. We can I actually it. think I prefer the Ultimate Spider Man version of the symbiote suit, where it was like it was oh, yeah. created by his father as a cure for cancer instead of this like. I mean, it's still alien in origin, but it was also more of a science experiment mm. than just like this thing they found in space. Mm. That makes sense. Um, I, I, yeah, the fact that Craven's like a reality TV star. Like that, yeah. um, <laughs> Ultimate Spider-Man is a hell of a ride, and then obviously you get Miles out of it, who's, who's, I mean, not, not even probably easily, probably like the biggest newer comic book character of the last decade I love or so. Miles. Yeah. My and Mary's been playing shit the shit out of the game easily on PS. Oh no! And like Marvel's had a good little streak there. With Miles and like Kamala Khan and stuff, where they've got a few because it's hard to get them to stick. They've had a few yeah. that oh, they've yeah. been able to get to stick, but Miles, I mean, I think even like Into the Spider Verse kind of cemented Miles as like he's not going anywhere That's nice, anytime isn't it? soon. And uh, I know you guys didn't like that movie nearly as much as, as we did. Oh, but, I enjoyed it. But uh, it's, it's I, that's one of those movies. Just the other day, she was playing the Miles game on the PS5, and, and I got uh, the I got his costume. Do you have the kitty? Spider-Cat? No, I got his costume for that movie, and they changed the animation, how he moves, to be the animation oh, in cool. the movie. That's it's so sweet. cool. But even just, like, talking about Miles, I was like, man, I need to watch Into the Spider-Verse again. Like, it's just a movie that I've, that I've is actually, seen so many times. It was enjoyable. And I've never got sick of watching. I um, haven't watched and it And so much. we had to thank Bendis for, for all that. So well, Ultimate it's... Spider-Man is a hell of a ride. If you haven't read it, I cannot believe... And this is shame on Marvel. I cannot believe they don't have a full omnibus set out for Ultimate Spider-Man. They, they have one. Did they, he that's create? Out of print that you can't one. get. That did you he get. create Miles? I want to say yeah. they're. Um, okay, because you, did you do a, like characters do, created by? No, because there's too oh many. There's a lot. <laughs> oh, all right, off uh, the that top is of your head. Back into print, and with that, I was hoping. Oh, if they're bringing this into print, does that mean they're going to do a volume two? Right. <gasps> no. So wait. That's the thing. I would. I don't even know if I want to buy it. Because give, I would, give, give I me would, the whole thing. I would buy it if there was a guarantee they would finish it and get the whole set. If give they did it in like a three, three volume volumes, set, yeah. yeah. So my question is, what you said? So when they came out with Ultimate, with the uh, I've been drinking, but when they came out with Ultimate, <laughs> there at the time, I don't know you, you weren't there when the first original one came out, but for us, this is another like 
flash in the pants for Marvel. Marvel does this shit all the time. Especially remember? with imprints, where like oh this is kind God, of our like, new initiative. Yeah, they had Ultimates, and it Spider Man lasted the longest because I know they had Ultimates, Ultimates, right? Well, Ultimate well, Spider Man was, was the first one, and it was the one that lasted too. That's what's which, funny is yeah. it was the first one. It got popular, so they did more. But none of them had nearly the staying power. Well, they had a it. handful of creators in that universe. So right. you had like Mark Miller, Warren Ellis, they Millar, got... Jeff Loeb. Yeah, right? it has a Millar because it has a back, fucking back A in okay. it. Yeah. But there is those things where you you did see. I mean, you hope for him, right? Like, Bendis was a name to connect. Oh, but yeah. when the Ultimates came out, but he unfortunately... really wasn't then, though. You got to think, like, that's his first work for Marvel. Ultimate Spider-Man. So it's not even like, but see, oh, but again, ben, you know, we Bendis is a huge name. Not really no, at but that see, time. In it 2000? may not have been. See, that's the difference is when you were a comic book guy. Bagley, def- Bagley was the I way the bigger name is, on that book than Bendis. We knew him from this kind of oh, shit. So beautiful. Right, but like, but mainstream, I mean, indie, indie comics, don't get me wrong, they have their audience and everything, but like... It was image, but the, the main people that read... Okay, image is creator focused. Yeah, Torso was creator own stuff, but like Marvel and DC readers, they didn't know who Bendis was. Again, I just think it was it was intriguing because if you were at the time Marvel was putting out, they they are seriously the one people who are the biggest prima donnas. We're gonna do this this. It was nice to see something stick. And it was nice to see they stuck with it because usually they're really quick to like drop things and try something new. Right. Which they should have done which Bendis some... got them to do twice because yeah. he helped launch Ultimate Lion, and then he helped launch Marvel Max as well. Yeah, yeah which we'll true. get into in a little bit. Sorry, but, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, just wanted to share as much love fun. for that as possible because it is so damn good. Yeah, and and beautiful. The whole idea of like let's redo Spider-Man if he was created in 2000 instead of 1963 so if I'm correct, or whatever it is. That was his first Never. foray into Marvel was yeah. a Spider-Man, right? Yeah, Ultimate Spider-Man. So then his what a hell first... of a first book to yeah, get. Yeah, I know. But his, Not even uh, like... Because like nowadays they'd be like, we're going to give you this backup story or we're going to give you this like two-issue run of squirrel girl or so like, we're, we're like, about to cancel this this comic, right so why don't we so give you but at the same time of, ultimate, or like this one shot like, or this annual we'll give they you let him ha- i think it was a, I like hey here how about an ongoing spider-man series like Where the with, trial with mark fire? bagley with like one of the greatest spider-man artists who ever lived yes i just think it was a trial by fire ultimate it could have burned oh it or it could have took it so i think right. giving someone like um the all-star shit that dc did I'm just saying, yeah, it could have been that. All I uh, it could have been. I mean, they tried it. To, what was the one? Uh, they all do that. Was it John Byrne? The was it Year One or whatever? What or what the hell was it called? The the Spider Man one that's like the late nineties. It's like Chapter One. Chapter One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, I mean, it could have fallen flat on its face like uh, that. And I mean, Ultimate Spider Man resonated with a lot of people. All right. So, so after Ultimate Spider Man, what did he do? All right, <laughs> your well, mother. He made a lot of money because he sold a lot of them goddamn books. Um, no one makes money. Casada well offered Bendis the writing duties on Daredevil, which he took over in 2001, writing most of the subsequent 55 issues until That's 2006, collaborating mostly with artist Alex Maleev. Mm-hmm. As a major Daredevil author, Bendis's name is one of the names used for the boxers mentioned by a corrupt uh, boxing manager in the 2003 Daredevil movie, for whatever that's worth. Yeah. Um, also in 2001, Bendis helped launch Marvel's non-comics code-approved adult Max imprint with Alias. <sighs> 
featuring former superhero Jessica Jones operating as a private investigator. The series ran for 28 issues before many of the characters moved to Bendis' mainstream Marvel Universe series. The Pulse. The Pulse. If you guys have not. 2004, Powers moved from Image to Marvel's creator-owned imprint Icon, where it was relaunched as Powers Volume 2 alongside another X-Image series, David Max Kabuki. Mm-hmm. Um, Alias is... Badass. Again, it's weird. It's like... The, those are... I mean, we've mentioned kind of like all my big Bendis books, like all right there. Like when I think of Bendis, I'm like Ultimate Spider-Man, Daredevil, and Alias. Those are like my three... I, I think his Daredevil is phenomenal. What Bendis is Alias? If it's not the TV Jones. show, then... It's Jessica oh, Jones. Wow. Oh, okay. Did you watch Jessica Jones on Netflix? No. Oh. Okay. Um, well, you're lucky. I'm just kidding. Uh, it wasn't that bad. No, it, Again, I think The, the comic is phenomenal. Though. Oh, no, oh, yeah. yeah. It, the okay. Alias comic is phenomenal. So think about, like, a Jessica Jones would be a female. Very noir. Yeah, yeah. it's like a, a PI who's down on luck. She's not nice, but she is nice. She's right. kind of she a badass. She has superpowers, but she... She has superpowers, but doesn't not... Doesn't want to be a superhero. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Like, I like that Emo-ish, she's super-powered, but, but not... Like, she can fly, like, sometimes. And she's, like, stronger than the average person, but she's not, like, Superman. Like, but she's yeah, fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Okay. Like, she's just... Enjoyable. Stronger than the average person. Stronger so than she, the average The television man. show, I think <laughs> the one thing Kyle and me talked about, the television show, which was good, but they played her off as more emo. Like, she was just more, like, Jessica Jones in the comic was a badass bitch. She was yeah. just a badass bitch, right? Yeah. There was no angst. It was just, I'm doing this, I'm doing there this. There was some angst, but not, like... In the TV show? Uh, oh, the, no, in the comic in, book. Uh, like, in the, in the TV, TV show, like, it was like... In the TV show, was it the girl that was in Dollhouse? No. Uh, that was on... No? no. I like the TV show. And it felt very show. indie. Like, if you, even if you go back and you read Alias oh, yeah. now, it's it's weird sometimes you have to remind yourself that this is Marvel, because it just feels it's, very oh, indie. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. It was just a really nice female character that had a extremely revealing find in her another huge uh, original character from Bendis that stuck oh, yeah. and Jessica yeah. Jones got she her own Netflix her show own, for yeah. better or worse yeah. right um, did you see Breaking Bad yeah she was Jesse's girlfriend that uh, Jesse's girl okay. <laughs> I was gonna say too uh, in 2004 Bendis oversaw the closing issues of the Kristen Avengers That's, I'm sorry That's as there. part of the crossover storyline <laughs> Avengers disassembled which is the shit, dude. Which uh, was, that? was one yeah, of the. I mean, I'd read some else. Avengers books here and there right. when they crossed over with stuff, but that was like, oh, Bendis is gonna write Avengers. Oh okay. yeah. Okay. And there he was a lo- came he's in so with shit. guns ablazing, and he just he just completely made them. Do you remember at this point in time anything? I remember this. Anything with Bendis's name on, you would buy. Right. I mean, that was it. Oh, just, Bendis is uh, right. Unless you were good. Tyler and it was Superman. No, but <laughs> no, I, I did. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, this led directly Tell to the Bendis helmed relaunch of one version of the uh, team in the pages of the New Avengers. Bendis mm. worked on this storyline, uh, included uh, the death of the Avenger Hawkeye, which proved controversial. In 2005, with artist Oliver Cop- Copio. How is that? Copel? 
Oliver Copel? Copium. Copial is how I always Metropolis. Uh, Bendis wrote the new Avengers slash X-Men crossover House of M, which would retroactively be considered the second act of a three-act super event beginning with Avengers disassembled and culminating into yeah, the right. uh, 2008 storyline Secret Invasion. Is House of M where Mysterio... Nope. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let her have it's her moment. It's Scarlet it's Witch. Scarlet it's like, what if no mutants? Yeah, yeah what she's if like... Mutants? She drops it. She okay. drops a bomb. Okay. Oh, another one with Mysterio? Nope. nope. <laughs> okay. Well, you had it, though. Bendis concluded really. his stint on Avengers and New Avengers in 2012 with the End Times arc. Really? His final issue of Avengers released September 2012 oh, Avengers. was a jam issue featuring splash pages by Marvel artists including Walt Simonson, Jim Chung, and Lionel Yu. Uh, following Marvel's Marvel Now relaunch of its titles, Bendis took on writing duties on all new X-Men, which saw the return of the original 1960s X-Men to the present. Which, you know what? Uh, fuck the haters. I really enjoyed that really? story. I like that quite a bit. It was the now? What? They, they the had time-displaced X-Men. Yeah. It was, it's the time factor. You okay. would have liked they, it, They too. went and they brought the original team when they were teenagers into present day, and they oh. stuck around for a long time. A okay. long so they were able to see, like, Oh shit! I I like Cyclops I got to see what a douchebag he right. grew up to be. <laughs> that was the thing for me. It's like they stuck around a little bit too long. That's not Bendis's fault I because they I stuck around so. after Bendis had left, mm. like where they had to do like that whole do extermination they ha- they thing to finally it? get rid of the young X Men. And people like by that point, people were so ready for them to be gone. They were like cheering their deaths. Like, yes, <laughs> no more young X Men. Oh. Um, I mean, and they, like the young gene, just because like they always want to have a gene around. It's like this is that was kind of their copy yeah. way out of like we didn't bring gene back, but we have gene back. Yeah. And then like a year later, they're like we're bringing gene. We're bringing back. back. <laughs> Wait, did anyone see that coming? <laughs> <laughs> did see that coming? Did you? Um, Uncanny X Men, whose focus shifts to Cyclops' team of X Men going rogue after the events of Avengers vs. X Men and Guardians of the Galaxy, picking up where his Avengers assembled run left off. <laughs> Bendis wrote Age of Ultron, which was a 10 issue storyline, which included a, a, a 10 issue miniseries that was published between March and June of 2013. Is it better than the movie? It. It, <laughs> it was alright. It. Um, <laughs> I remember reading back when that came out. It was a. It was originally a story he wanted to tell mm-hmm. during his Avengers run, right? And he never got to tell it, so they just did like a mini series out it's of like it. It's like they um, padded him on. This is the part that's so funny, though. Issue ten of this series saw the introduction of the Neil Gaiman character Angela into the Marvel universe. So now we go back to. Todd McFarlane gives this guy like his first major job writing Sam and Twitch. And then Todd McFarlane loses a lawsuit to Neil Gaiman, loses his character to Neil Gaiman. Angela? And, yeah. yeah. And then Bendis is the one that brings him into the <laughs> brings her into the Marvel universe. I'm like, hmm. damn, that kind of came full circle, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. And that's for those of you that don't know the story about that, look it up. It's it's, it's a whole good. that's a whole thing. Uh, in November 2017, Bendis announced via Twitter that he would be working exclusively with DC Comics. Boo. Um, his DC debut was in Boo. Action Comics number 1000, which was in June of why? 2018. Do we know why he switched? Truckload of money. Money. Oh, yeah. Beep. Beep. Uh, Ivan Rice drew the first issue of Bendis' Man of Steel limited series, collaborated with Bendis on the relaunch Superman ongoing series in 2018. Bendis took over writing Action Comics. 
following its 1,000th issue and finished his run on Superman in late Wait, 2020. Wait, so it wasn't really that bad? He's writing Justice League now. Well, Tyler didn't like it, yeah. but a lot of oh. other people did. Which makes did. me kind of want to read Justice okay. From what I know. I he mean, writes teen books for the game. This is my thing yeah, is, if he's guy, that good... But I mean, what? Was sweet. I mean seriously, he is a fucking good writer. Oh, he's a really what good happened writer. with Superman? Is it just your genre that I just, you didn't like him touching? He made changes that Tyler didn't like. Ooh, he changed the... Superman? Tyler very much liked oh, no, the Superman just... being like the family man, like being uh. with Lois and raising his son. Bendis took away that, made Lois... <gasps> they were separated, basically. No, they had a divorce. Older, right? and, yeah. and then they well, took. Just got rid of them for they a took while. what's his face? What's what's his son's John. name? What's John? What's they took face? John away to be with Superman's Jor-El. father, and he grew up to be Wait, sixteen years Jor-El old, without nice. Superman ever being around. <gasps> and then he came back to be a teenage angsty oh, bitch boy. Wow. The problem was... I didn't read it, so I, Bendis, I'm saying that as... Yeah. Bendis d- did Aches. what Bendis does, and he and he gets a lot of crap for this. He has for years. The joke is like, Bendis does not take the time to read or even look into anything else that anybody else is doing. And in a connected universe, it doesn't really work. So Bendis came into Superman as his first work at DC had no context for what anybody had done prior to that. He was like, oh, well, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I didn't read that. Yeah. I'm going to do this. And it, it just felt very much like Superman had grown a lot over those last couple of years. And Superman was in a very good place, both sales wise and critically at the, you know, DC rebirth era. And Bendis very much came into the idea of like, well, it, it felt, I'm not saying he never said this. so I'm not going to try to put words in his mouth. But <laughs> it felt very much like Bendis saying, well, when I was a kid reading Superman, he wasn't married, so he's not. I'm not gonna have him married, and he didn't have a kid, so I'm he's like, I want to write the Superman that I remember from 19. Who gives a fuck? So wait, what and was so, it? And so, but it, but for fans that were reading that book, it's like, well, but no, that's not, you know, where we're at now, and it just felt like a deconstructing of the whole thing, of and I get it. Maybe it is, he should have came into DC and done an ultimate universe version over I there. Think, I think that wouldn't have pissed anybody off nearly as much if, if it was like its own thing. If like mm-hmm. this is in its own universe and Bendis gets to write his own version of Superman and you still had the main continuity Superman doing his thing I think people would have swallowed it better. And don't get me wrong, it's not everybody. It wasn't like everyone hated it. There was a lot of people that really liked Bendis as Superman. It, some of the reviews were really good. There was also a lot of people like me that felt like it a went a better so I, it's you know mixed I guess so I, I don't want to make it sound like everyone hated it because that's <laughs> not the case it was mixed review and it's not that he has a, a a bad voice for Superman or a bad take on the character because there was moments reading and I read Bendis to Superman for probably 15 to 20 issues before I was like I can't do it no more <laughs> um, so I tried to give it as much as I could and that there, there's moments in there where you, where you be like, he's got it. It's right there. Like he's, he's his take on the character is not bad. It was just some of the decisions he tries to take stuff in where you were like, that doesn't really feel right. Yeah. And is Bendis it like reading is, a Kevin Smith Batman type, right? <laughs> and Bendis has gotten really good at this point where he knows the comics industry now, and he knows the key to long-lasting success financially in this business is royalties. 
because he's done it with Jessica Jones and mm-hmm. Miles. He'll make money off those characters forever. And so every issue of Superman, here's like and two he, or three yeah. new characters. He's just throwing stuff at the wall to see if he can get stuff to stick because he's just hoping one of those characters will become a regular Superman character that he can cash a check on for the next 20, 30 years. And, and again, if- I'm not trying to beat him up over that, but it, but it's just... It wasn't subtle. It was so obvious. Like, here's the new character, so, this issue that we're going to have to s- deal with for who knows how long. So I don't think he's on. But if Bendis would like to argue with Tyler <laughs> about the fact that every uh, issue he is throwing out three new characters, by all means, give us a call. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you twat stuff on the Twitter? Do I what? Do you twat this stuff on the Twitter? We don't no, even know what Twitter is. is. No, because I, I don't <laughs> believe in, like... Negative Twitter? shit no, 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 on I, social media. Like, negative I don't like Twitter. to really. No, but I don't want to be one of those people that like, goes on Twitter and complains. I like, I was just giving you shit. Ruins, like, I'm not going to be one of those well, people. I, I'd rather I'll go tweet on, about uh, a book that I love. You know, Morrison and everything. He was good in a lot of things, but he fucked up Batman. Oh, I, I will Batman. say that <laughs> part. I I'm such like, a hypocrite. <laughs> but I, I just think uh, Bendis was so iconic in so many areas. Uh and he and he still is. I mean, I just, even at that same time, Naomi was coming out, and I, like, I, I enjoyed I like Naomi, Naomi a lot. Yeah. Naomi was very. That was good. the one DC thing I read of his. Well, I, it was I did. Good. I did try the first issue of Young Justice. I, I did too, Naomi, and that was the only like one I read. read. <laughs> you I didn't go, read girl, anything. You hold firm. I heard really good things about. I heard really good things about Batman Universe, which was the Batman book that Bendis did with Nick Darrington. I heard the Walmart thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. they all collected, and it's a full oh, story now. Y'all. No, I, I heard Walmart, very really? good things about that. Um, and which is funny because when Bendis was first coming over, that's what everyone assumed because it just made sense, oh, right? Yeah. Bendis gonna, lives in Batman. he lives in the noir. He's done Daredevil. He does detective stories. It's like he ba- didn't do Batman. Ba- Batman feels like the place where Bendis would want to go, and especially because most mm. artists or any comic creators when you're getting offered a lot of large amount of money they're going to let you have whatever you want and you would assume that's their title character it's the flagship character for dc is batman Why is superman most people are going to say if you can have anything yeah it can be batman but um you know like we mentioned earlier bendis is from cleveland jerry siegel and joe schuster from cleveland he says superman's very much ingrained in hmm. the culture of where he grew up which makes sense because you know, he said there's like a Superman museum in his hometown, and there's a statue of Superman in Cleveland to, as a tribute to Jerry really? Siegel, Joe Schuster. Yeah, so Cleveland. So, so he said it was kind Superman. of like a it was a thing for him that he wanted to do when they said you can have anything. He's like, I want Superman, um, but it was just hard for some people like me that felt like Superman was in a very good place at that point to see that get disrupted. And have like, such a tonal like change. Like ten steps forward, and then he just made it go ten steps back again. Twenty steps back. Oh well, it, just, it was the fact that like someone took over something that you were already really enjoying, and it was just such a tonal shift. I mean, it was like the total it, it, one eighty. It's, it's sad enough that this thing you liked is ending, and then the thing that's carrying on it is so completely different from what the thing that you really liked. Do was. they have like one panel of him going? No, as everything shifts around him and his marriage ends, there they, divorce no, papers. They, the or the issue where I finally gave they never up divorced, I don't was, think. I think, like Action One Thousand and Fifteen or whatever it was. And so, at the beginning of Superman of Ben's Superman run, John Kent goes to space with Jor-El. Lois goes with him because she's like, I don't want our little boy out alone in space. It was Bendis' way of being like. My Superman's not married as an advocate. I'm getting rid of the wife, getting rid of the son. That way I don't have to talk Did about it. Did he have, him. like, a mistress or anything? And no, no, but um, then 
Don't. Issues down the line, Superman runs into Lois in Chicago, and he's like, "What are you doing? What here? the hell are you doing here?" And she's like, "I'm back. I've been back for months." And he's like, "We're married, you know? What the hell kind of thing?" And she's like, "I really just feel like I need to focus on writing my book." And it's like, "Maybe that's, she really that's liked your her wife, book. dude. Are you fucking kidding?" And then like they hook up in a hotel room, and she's like, "I think that she's like, we're not getting divorced, by the way." But I think I should stay in Chicago for the time being, and we can just hook up once in a while. And I was that just felt so disrespectful to like Superman and Lois. I'm like, hook up once in Especially a while. Especially the book she was writing was like, I banged Superman. <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> Dear Penthouse. <laughs> so and it, I mean, I don't want this podcast to be a shit on Bendis as Superman because I I really do like a lot of his work. So, but that yeah, that was a uh, basically the last thing he did. Yeah, now he's it. doing. Now he's doing Justice League, apparently. Good for him. I'm sure it's fine. Oh, I'm sure he ruined some people's relationships. I mean, in Superman, Bendis brought in Rogel Czar, the most unforgettable villain of all time. Exactly. <laughs> Who that? Who that? Because Bendis Who is dat? trying to... It was this great big villain that was so hyped up, like, Bendis is bringing in this new villain to Superman. He's going to be the new biggest thing. And then immediately everyone was like, this character sucks. And then now you'll, you'll never see him again. Because he sucks. What was the new? <laughs> fi- what was the, the new Fifty Two <laughs> villain that sounded like hell? It was yeah, hell. it was hell yeah. Okay. H dash E L. Okay. Or was it apostrophe? Or apostrophe? Yeah. I think it was apostrophe. Was it just H L? Yeah. Is that sure. what it was? Let's, yeah, because like Kryptonian and like Jor El, it's H L or whatever. Okay. They have this whole storyline called Hell on You're Earth. You're going to hell. I'm There's sorry. Because that's to where hell. that's where I stopped reading was when that was starting up. Hell on Earth. Yeah, it was pretty bad new 52 superman altogether is pretty bad um but it doesn't matter anymore because it's a completely different universe and now that the dr. Um, manhattan made right huh right? the doctor it was new 52 dr manhattan made it right right basically right yeah. um right. but now right. bendis gets to write right. superman in justice league still so i'm sure it's still awful um that's bendis, you guys. <laughs> let's talk about some book reports mary you read nothing i read nothing um uh, back that? in the day i did read naomi and how was um, that from what i remember <laughs> i think i read four issues They'll out of 200 episodes of this podcast where did mary stop caring it was like 160 oh, oh, it was earlier than that <laughs> oh, i'm gonna it? say in the 130s 130s probably. <laughs> Remember when Mary gave a shit? Those were good times. It, I barely. I barely oh, remember. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, that's not nice. From what I read, I liked Naomi. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Naomi it quite was, a bit. Was really good. I think the reason I picked it up was that it was a new character. So, so he tried to get that royal chick. <laughs> <laughs> and they did it when they collected it, it was season one, and they've never come back to do no. anything else. Another sadly, one. it was uh, it was Bendis and like David F. Walker, yeah. and. Uh, Jamal Campbell, I think, was the artist who was really, really good on that book. Did Bendis so. do Thor? Your mom did Thor. Know. Bendis well, basically did everything at Marvel no, at one I point, right? Thor. That's like the... Did he... I don't know if he, he never... No, because Jason Aaron he had a stranglehold on that book for a long time. He I never loved. did Thor, like, proper. Straczynski. Oh, that was Straczynski. Straczynski. Yeah. Right, and sorry. then Jason Aaron just... Kind of like Dan Slott just held... That character hostage that for it. a decade. What <laughs> is he doing right now? What is Bendis doing Justice, right Justice now? Justice League. Justice oh. League. That, um, like right now it's on? Right, right now. now. Right okay. now it's on? Like, <laughs> right now he's literally sitting in front what of his laptop typing Justice what League. I don't know. Story. What is he doing right now? Hopefully right his wife. Now. It was one of those things that when I was checking in the shipment, I remember I'm like, 
looking at the book is DC. I just I don't know what's going on like anymore. Gotcha. Uh, Tiny just released a new horror book oh, on sure. the black label called The Nice House at the Lake, but it's Ooh. like twelve issues, and I'm like, I'll wait until this is collected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I bet it's gonna be good though. Nice but, house, but it was, but it was one of these like they did a con. Who's writing that? Tiny James Tiny. Yeah, James Tiny the Fourth. Who did he write? Oh, God. Uh, Who something is Who killing that? the children. Okay, thank you. James Tiny is doing Yeah, it's it's the black label. He's uh, also doing uh, but Justice League. I happened. I saw Bendis. Is he doing name. that image book you guys really like too? He probably Department is. of Truth or whatever oh, it was. Department of Truth. Isn't that James Tiny? But I saw that Bendis' name was on Justice League. I'm like, oh, Bendis is doing Justice League. It was like. Yeah, he, he that's that's what he's doing now. He's been doing yeah. that for a few issues. I'm like, oh, I, Aaron. How would I know? I I what did you read? read? Oh my god, I didn't realize it was contest, Ooh. but I beat Mary. You did. I read Torso. What did you beat her with, and how hard? It's a big book, <laughs> and I beat her really hard I with it. Spit that. And She's then sometimes like, was it soft? And no, then really hard. It was or, like no. it was a lot of spanking. Would with you say my it was a book? consistent hard, or <laughs> was it did it vary? It was like. Like Only that. rough all the time. Oh. Only oh. <laughs> me and Mary are going for it. That checks out. This is torso. It's midway through his career. I guess he's hit image now in the in the synopsis. This was Caliber. It went over to Image when he went to Image. Okay, so originally published under Caliber. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure no. that's what you said in your notes. Torso. Well, that was a lot of notes. I want <laughs> No, I think this was an original Image book no, actually. I don't think it was. Okay, hold on. Will you double check your phone? I oh, like God, the no. artwork. I don't know what it's about, but are you sh- no, it's I'm about serious. Elite Ness double. I want to know that. Right. Okay. Elite Ness. Oh, is that the character in the book? Elite no, Ness was no. a real person. It was a real person. Come really? On. Yeah, this is a true Who's story. Who's that? It's based on a Elliot true Ness story. Elite Ness was the guy from took was Al it, Capone. Out? Took Al Capone down. <gasps> wow. Oh, Have you ever seen The Untouchables? No. Torso, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's Caliber. Fuck oh, you! God damn it! All vindication! 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 Okay, so, <laughs> I remember when Torso came out. It was a it was Al Capone like nineteen. 19- <laughs> oh my god! No. Yeah, no, like nineteen twenties. No, let her have this. I'm with her on this. Was this like nineteen twenties? No, no, no. 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 What was it? Al Capone? Was definitely Alcatraz. It was yeah, Alcatraz. He was Alcatraz. Yeah, he was in nineteen. It wasn't nineteen. 20s. No, it was in the, the 40s, 40s or 50s. 50s okay, yeah. Yeah. okay, I was 20 years off. So when this came out, I was a youngin, I guess, really. But uh, the artwork and everything, the reason this uh, pulled me, if you were thinking about true crime that we have now, which is inundated by podcasts and everything like that. Oh, so many podcasts. No, but I mean, you crime. didn't, yeah, you didn't have that back in when Modern this came suburban out. suburban crime. And that you can see where this, he's Cleveland, right? This is a uh, based on events Ohio? about a Cleveland killer who was called the... Uh, it's almost like he was from Cleveland. Al Capone. Well, no, he was the Slayer, the Torso Slayer. Um, and so Brian he, Michael Bendis also did the art and lettering in this book. <gasps> wow. So you can see where it was based is on... Is this the re- one that David Mack did the inking for? No. No. This one is really like gritty. This one is a true crime story, I guess. And then this can draw, man. Give him credit. But why I liked it was because they the did. way they, his name they on the book. um 
the art style, the storyline. He took the um, change of the panels. Everything was slightly skewed. Everything had um, the horror aspect. Everything was, you know, the bodies were uh, very bad. But basically, in <laughs> Cleveland, very bad. In Cleveland at this time, you're probably looking at Elliot Ness, probably 19... No, it was the era of depression. People were coming back on board. And it was based on true events. And maybe that was what was so intriguing to me, is that you see the pictures of what really happened. It was based on historical things in Cleveland. Um, Elliot Ness came in, and you had the serial killer. He's never had a face serial killer before. And it really was this guy who was coming in and chopping up people. There is letters kind of like Jack the Ripper involved. They were finding, you know, portions of bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he took these old news stories, these old pictures, and he made this story. And maybe that's what's so fun about it is in the background, you can see these pictures, right? So the artwork is on top of it. And it's about the story of these noir in a way cops who have to who are doing the shit work and you have elliot ness who's this just took out al capone he's coming to town he's you know the hot shot and you have these other cops in the stories overlaid with these cops who are just like this is what i'm doing and it catches news and fire because it's a serial killer and elliot ness is pulled into it and it is really well done and it was one of the first stuff you see him in where he tells a really good story and it's really dark and enjoyable and it's a it was one of those reads where i forgot like he uses panels you turn the book if you guys can i think you can buy this still right yeah it's still in print holy crap it's based on a true story and the ford greg ruka does the Ford. Ruka. Is it Ruka? <laughs> Greg, Greg Ruka. Ruka. So this is hilarious. Ruka, Ruka, I didn't realize this. Ruka, Ruka. So they were all at this Comic-Con, all these people, and they decided, Wizard had decided to do this sh- screen mm. thing. And he says, um, the order was to look at us. We're supposed to be stern and badass. And the only one who could really manage it was Azario, but that's because I think he's been a lineup before. Uh, because he certainly knew what to do and the rest of us, except Bendis, he couldn't Azrael. stop grinning. We're doing this hard-boiled crime writer's photo shoot, and there's Bendis grinning, and the photographer is telling him things like, your dog just died, and I'm sleeping with your sister, and IRS is audit, and Bendis is grinning and chuckling, and every time he tries to put on a stern face, he gets a fit of giggles, and the grin comes back. So this whole time, here you have this hardcore writer, and Greg Ruka's opening. Ruka. But no, the panels, they. At that Comic artists... Con, did someone get Greg Ruka to sign his buka? Woo! While what smoking I... a hookah? Oh. <laughs> but you can tell, like, these sequences, the, uh, the artistry. It's, it's not nine panels. He's not going to It's not pinal. It's like way more Close than it. nine but panels. But there's the. They're faces of superstars. Like, if you look through here... Like, that's Harvey Keitel. Yeah, there's Who? all these... Uh, well, no, she won't... Who? Who done it? Anyways, Who's please. Who's Harvey Keitel? Bendis, this, this is... In- I'm bad with faces. So now Kylie... I'm bad with, I'm bad with matching on, faces woman. and names. Terrible. So Kylie, I'm good with remembering a name. This I'm not good in... with remembering a face. Or I'm good with remembering a name, but I'm not... 
I mean, that's the thing you just said. <laughs> I'm intriguing. So, I'm good at remembering a name, but not with a face. Here. But I might be good at remembering a name, but not a face. But I'm also not good at remembering things I've just said it's 10 seconds earlier. I'm not good with connecting names to faces. There connecting we go. That's what I'm general. trying to say. I can remember faces and names, but they don't connect sometimes. She's really just good She's at connecting alcohol cans with her face. Hey, I like I <laughs> that connect that too. I think this was in 2000. What year was sure. this one? I don't know. No, that one was like 1996 or something like that. Yeah, this was well, originally this was early. Oh, well. Early. Early. Kylie, what He's old. I read you, and I'm surprised I haven't gotten around to reading this before. Cover. Jinx uh, World. She a cover girl. Oh, God, so good. Uh, uh, by Brian Michael Bendis and David Mack doing the art. Ooh. I love David Mack. Um, and David Mack wrote the foreword. Surprised they haven't it's done like water more coloring. stuff together because they're such good you friends. Know. You know what I mean? Like they, he was they, very excited when they did the Daredevil together. Right. The Daredevil. The Daredevil story. <laughs> he did <laughs> like, like he did mom. covers for Alias, right? Oh yeah. So they've done stuff together. I'm just surprised they haven't done more. Well, they together. in this uh, introduction. Well, I'm gonna get to it. Jesus Christ! <laughs> She's Whoa. hold it together. Whoa. Whoa. I'm gonna need down. you to slow the fuck down. <laughs> slow it. Uh, and the introduction oh, is written by. We're not trying by, to get uh, to 201 that fast. <laughs> What's 201? <laughs> the next episode. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Hold your roll, woman. That's a freeway. Then. Oh my god. <laughs> what 201? What's going oh, on? Oh my god. We're at 215. <laughs> No, honey. This is episode 200. Oh, <laughs> Do we have a tool? And the quality just continues to drop. <laughs> I'm going to shut up now. Someone needs to clone her. Okay. <laughs> well, so in the introduction Craven. of this, that he wants... <laughs> Don't no, you wait. take that from me. Craven. No, woman. Uh, the introduction, he originally wanted Tom King to write it. Because this is kind of... Uh, it's about a, someone who's real sad? No, it's about oh. <laughs> a spy that's a comic book person. Oh. It's a perfect... Uh, 007? Perfect but then Tom King was like, can they be sad? And Bennett was like, no, they're not no, really No, Tom King sad. was busy, so oh. he said, you, you can do the next volume. But he talks about how he and, he and Bendis met early in a, at a convention. They really hit it off. Was, was Greg Ruka there? Ruka. Yeah, they were. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about him in him this Him and thing. Brian Azrael? No. Azrelio? No, I'm not going to say it now. You guys are dicks. <laughs> we love how you say things there. Because uh, they spell it that way. Continue. <laughs> has a fucking I say double things, L I say it. things like that, too. Um, so how do you say the word bell? <laughs> Bill. Bay, <laughs> you are a douche canoe. Okay. What do you say, tortilla? Douche canoe. Who's the princess with the glass slipper? Cinderella. Cinderella. <laughs> Cinderella. This is Kylie's moment. I just love the way you say things, Aaron. <laughs> Kylie, your moment. Uh, don't give me right. your moment. I'm gonna shut up now. So early on in their days, they came up with the story that they wanted to do. They never got around to doing it because they, you know, Bendis was doing his stuff and David Mack was doing his stuff. And then I, they don't go over what it is, and I'm sure I could just Wikipedia. I'm surprised it wasn't mm-hmm. in your notes. Something happened with Bendis, and he almost died. 
Oh yeah. And uh, oh, one really? of the things he actually said that he when he was talking to David Mack was um, like one of the things I thought of while while I was in the hospital was like I ne- we never got to do the book that we've been wanting to right. do for years. Why was he in the hospital? I don't know. It doesn't. It, it was it was some like what the fuck, dude? crazy. Is, it was some it. like crazy infection or something that spread. He was blind for like a month. Yeah, they were talking about <laughs> oh. being blind. He was yeah. talking about being blind. And uh, and, so. Talk the, about hiding The main it. nurse that took care, the, or it was the doctor actually. The doctor that took care of him was this female doctor it named Doctor. Would have been a lot sexier if it was an. Oh, it was female. Okay. And, and, uh, <laughs> female and, uh, doctor. Female doctor. Not just a sure, regular doctor. Well, no, I, I'm, only, I'm only bringing doctor. it up because it, it comes up later. But, oh, sorry. Um, anyways, her name was Doctor Rogel. So this was right after he had gotten the job <laughs> on Superman. I bet it comes up later. <laughs> <laughs> It was right after he had gotten the job. He had just barely agreed to come to DC, and then he got sick. Oh, um, okay. So it was right after he got the job with Superman, and so this doctor saved his life and took care of him and everything. So he told her when he was still in the hospital, he says, I'm going to create this new big... Uh, I'm going to create... He says, I'm a comic book writer. And the, the lady, the doctor said that uh, she thought... He would say this all the time, and she thought he was just, like, loopy on medication like oh yeah i'm gonna he put you the funny i'm books. gonna put you in a comic book but he says no he says i i really she wasn't aware of who he was and she's like i, I i'm gonna be taking over superman so i'm gonna be uh put it i'm gonna name a character after you and so he said that she came into the hospital because he's still staying there at this point and like the next day and she came in with like all these pictures of like these like 90s image like women and like costumes and she's like can I can I be something like? And he goes like, well, I don't draw them. And he says he says I'm gonna name this this villain after you. <laughs> so that's where he got the name Rogelzar from because the the doctor's name Doctor Rogel. And so though. he's like, I'm gonna name this ugly space alien after you, but he'll have your name. Yeah, I'm all like, but that's awesome. A female doctor, good call. Right. But anyway, so he thought about this book with David Mack that he didn't get to do. Yeah. So it it really kind of uh, got them. You know, like we need to, do, we need to get down and died. do this. Right. Um, so it's basically about, um, uh, and it's 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 heavily. I mean, you read this, and it is David Mack and Bendis. That is right. who is in this book. That's that's definitely who they're they're uh, they're doing here. But uh, oh, <laughs> that's what they're doing. Um, but at a convention, this lady comes up to his booth and is like, oh my god, I love your artwork. Right. And she buys like a shitload of his original art just oh, for a lot of money. Right. And um, and uh, his buddy, it's I think his name's Owen, but it's basically the Bendis character. He's like the booth next. And like when she leaves, he's like, oh my god, did that just happen? Like, right. that, this is amazing. Big payday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then he... It, it it goes on to uh, another. He's at another convention, and she pops up, and he's like, "Whoa, you're why are you here too?" She's like, "Oh, my job. I travel a lot for my job, and I happen to see this show was in town, and you're here. I had to come see you." Um, yeah, you go out to Stop dinner. Eating. She explains that she she works for Langley. Okay, and who's that? Who's, <laughs> my she, God, she's a she's a federal agent. CIA. Yeah. So who that? <laughs> So he's like, "Oh, so you're you're a spy." She's like, "Well, I'm an analyst. I, you know, I I do this and that." And and then uh, she gets a call. They, she takes him to an expensive restaurant. I think they're I, I can't remember where they were. I think they were in London or something. But anyway, she gets a call. She's like, "I gotta take this." She leaves. 
never comes back. Kind of flips him with the bill, and he's getting kind of annoyed with her at this point. Yeah. Then she shows up. No, he gets a he gets an invite to. I want to say it's in Turkey, some con- some Comic Con in Turkey, and he's like this, and it's like like first class they're gonna pay for everything and they have he's comic like comic cons in turkey they have, they have comic cons all over, all over the, the world, world. Huh. so he's like i'm gonna so, go you know it's like to. he's like this is because he's again he's just this he's mm. not a big famous guy and they're like dude they're paying for me to do this i'm gonna go and she's the one there when he gets to the airport she's the one holding the sign up you know with the car it's and like, he's like what the bitch. fuck is going on this bitch. And basically, yeah, yeah. she she's like, "Oh, you're you're gonna meet with the president here, and I'm gonna." And she, it's like a a necklace or a pendant or something from mm-hmm. his very first comic book, the the book that he's famous for. She's like, "You're gonna give this to him as a gift when because he wants to come meet with a bunch of people." Okay. It's like okay, and basically, it's they they planted a bug in this, and she's. Helping She's, he's helping them out, but he doesn't know that he 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 does at the end, and then he kind of becomes a spy for them. And it, she's like, "This is the perfect cover for a spy because comic creators are traveling constantly all over it. the place for these comic right. conventions." Wow. Hence, Tom King. That's why cover. he wanted Tom King to do this because this he is, was a CIA. He was a CIA yeah. agent. Yeah, he was. Part. No, but see, this <laughs> oh my is God. no, no, no. Tom King is different than what you're thinking. She just got the cover part. Yeah. Is what she was exactly. so excited about. Tom King was not a CIA agent. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yes. He was. Yes. yes. That's why I brought that up. That she want he wanted him to do the forward for this. Keep book, it. But he didn't wow. Keep it going, honey. honey. Keep it. Roll with that. Did you know what? That they Is didn't even let Tom bucket? King finish his hundred issues? Is he our bucket? <laughs> oh God! The day I heard about that. What? <laughs> I heard issues? about it. Nothing. Never mind. Never mind. But anyway. No, it, come on, guys. You, Let her have this. The, I don't understand. This book is gorgeous because it goes through the different things. You hit the. I, I mean, think it's, David Mack. I mean, this is on. the comic book inside the comic book. This is the comic book he's famous for, and it's just this right. gorgeous artwork. And, oh yeah, it's. Wow, okay. It's well, beautiful. I'll, I'll have to check that. that it's so good. That's you, really you, pretty. You sold yeah. this one well. I want oh, to it's, So I want to point really out, good. there are these moments where Aaron's like, number one. I was, I was I like in before I even finished the first issue. I was read. like, okay. I'm, so okay. there's these moments the where Aaron, stuff. back in the day when I was young, I look back and I was cool. Because you're so old back. now. Well, I'm 40. Borrow that. Four I'm or forty-three? Sweet. I can't remember. Anyway, God, you're so old. I'm old, but <laughs> look at I, her. She's old. David <laughs> Mack, when he was coming out, I was there. Walking Dead. I'm the one who fucking sold Walking Dead. It was dying. Walking on the Dead she had number nothing one. To do with Walking Dead. But no, I didn't have anything to do with it. <laughs> I like, do remember I my comic book store. I do remember selling the shit out of that, and I, I still remember Al going. This book sold because of you, because I was so excited. David Mack is the same thing. You remember these moments. And David Mack, he is very handsome, but he is a Mac daddy. He is <laughs> he is. The, do you think his kids call him that? No, I don't he know is if the he Mac has it, but when he kids. came in to do a signing, holy well, shit, that man's that a player. Joke, <laughs> I was so no, I don't think he has excited kids. to meet him. And mm. um, I don't know. I just I think it's so interesting to see... We even Us have an autographed thing in our hallway that says, To my night flight pimp, Aaron. But yeah, I Mac. sold that shit like you wouldn't believe. I, uh, <laughs> you sold the thing he gave you that says, To my was, night flight pimp? No. I know. This is he like, he's, just like, he's like, I sold that so, shit so quick. We what actually happened? put, when he came to his, I, I this turned to David Mack all of a sudden instead of Bendis. 
when he came to do his big art exhibit at the library. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, they we lent them like all the kabuki masks and the statues yeah. oh, that they had that all on display oh, at the okay. library. Cool. And um, I have like etched glass from him. I think the best though is... Try to is... save some of the stories for the David Mack episode. Yeah. Do true. we have one? All oh, I know we, we, is... We got some good Oh, David but all I know is, you know, the one the thing about Mimi and Elle about Night Flight is after the fact, she would have the artist come in and she came in and she knew exactly what I had. I brought in all my fucking kabuki boxes. And everybody had to sit there and wait because David Mack, before he got on plane, he signed fucking every comic I had, every poster I had, everything. It was so sweet. That's cool. It was awesome. So. Hell yeah. Uh, anyways, but about Michael Bendis, I've never seen him. About Michael Bendis. <laughs> but but, that, just... but the, the thing about cover is, like, you, not only do you have the gorgeous Mac art, the, it's, it's the, the writing, story's right? written the, well, too. It's written by Bendis, it's, and it's yeah, just it's... awesome. And Bendis is still, when Bendis is on, he's still it's... really good. The, only, the problem with Bendis is... <laughs> That, <laughs> oh, no, 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 Superman. Superman. <laughs> no, not, not even no, that. It, 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 this in. is even before that, but it's like Bendis overcommits to so many books sometimes that I think there's times where he stretches himself very thin. And but like every once in a while he'll write something where it's like when Bendis is on his game, dude, he's still except Superman. He's still the top notch writer that he oh, yeah. that he once was. But there, there have been times throughout his, the years where he's writing six, seven books at a time, and everything feels a little—I don't want to say rushed, but it's just—he, pro- there's no way he gives all those books the amount of tension, uh, attention that they pro- he oh, probably needs I to give them. I didn't feel that at, at the all. time oh, really? when he was pumping no. powers and mighty no. Avengers and new Avengers. So and I think Spider-Man I'm thinking maybe a little bit later than that, like, no, like towards of the end Superman. of Marvel, towards the no, okay, maybe. De- when he was doing Defenders and stuff and Iron Man, right? No. <sighs> Yeah, I'm but, all like, it's. I think it's a Superman thing. I really do. No, I didn't even mention Superman this <laughs> no, time. No, I think it's... it's you don't have Because when, when he was doing yeah, Superman, those were like the only two books he was doing besides Naomi. I know, I that's the thing is, isn't that interesting that Superman was the shitty book? Because it was... I just, like I said, it's not a shitty book. A lot of people liked it. I just didn't like it. The difference between it. objectively am... bad and my opinion. Um, so anyways, that's Brian Michael Bendis. Screw Bendis is 200 episodes. I know. Before we get into what? our 200th episode, let's pick out the name for the next. Uh, Ooh. Who's is it? I can't even remember. I have no idea. I didn't bring my notebook because we weren't doing picks of the week. So I said, fuck it. I'm not taking I my feel notebook. I think fuck I it pulled Bendis. I think I pulled I feel Bendis. like you did because it? I think you did it. Who's this? Oh, yeah. You're like, you're, oh, yeah. She was like, Brian Michael Bendis? <laughs> Can I do Maybe. Oh, I, I don't know. Aaron's turn. It's okay. Watch for spiders. Aaron can do it. Watch for spiders. Who we got? Oh, Kylie's gonna do Why the honor. Oh, Aaron picked it, but Kylie will read it. Yeah. Pull the glasses down like an old man. John, Romita, Junior. Junior. Oh, oh shit! Oh, I senior. Junior. Oh, we did. The one senior. before last. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. So now we get to do. Wow, he gets such sun. a bad rep. And what has he written? Nothing. Nothing. He's an artist. <laughs> oh, what is he drawn? Spider-Man, Kick-Ass. I know. I've never read any of those Daredevil. things. He's done oh, you need to so read much. A lot of stuff. Yeah. He's, I'm pretty sure he's done a run on Batman. At one he point. did a bunch of Straczynski's Spider-Man, right? He, yeah. I, um, I a good say bit that, of that. But no, I, had, I love Kick-Ass. You should see. You should read that one. Okay. Sweet. So if next month, I should try. We'll be doing uh, J.R. Jr. After J.R. Sr. Yeah, it's crazy. It's <laughs> it's J.R.J.R. 
Yeah, that, that, that's literally yeah. what people call yep. them. That's so yeah. funny. That's, how he, really? that's, that's his initials on the junior, on his art. Junior, that's junior. So funny. Junior, junior. Yeah. Okay, so our two hundred. What are we doing? Two hundred episode. <laughs> Nothing, baby. We, we're Nothing. not doing another two hundred of these. That's for goddamn sure. Our look more shots. back. Hey. What? <laughs> what? Did you walk? See her walk out of the room to go no. to the bathroom? No. Oh, it was amazing. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah, I almost fell over. She was like, hold on to wall. So, I did. I held on to wall. We recorded the first episode of this show in October of 2017. Really? Oh my God. And yes. here we are. We were just babies. Almost, yeah, almost four years ago. And what? here we are, Stop. 200 episodes now. Just keep and going with it. It's Mary's been. He's just so confused with everything. It's been kind of. It's kind of crazy what? because the, the show has gone through so many different transitions and iterations. Basically, especially it was just in those, me and Tyler, and then. Well, no, it, no, there was me, you, and Edgar originally. Me, you, and Edgar. Was yeah. that the very first episode? Was yeah. Edgar here on yeah. that? Yeah. What yeah, was that it, episode? It was just all of us giving our. Secret How origins. You got it. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, but and then we had many. Ep- we had a few episodes where it was on our old. Uh, I was trying to record on the laptop, and it would record not through a microphone. It would record through the laptop, and you oh, couldn't yeah, there's, hear there's anything. A, there's a few, yeah, really bad uh, quality episodes. But I remember. I I want to say it's episode ten. And I could go back and double check this, but episode ten is Kylie's first appearance on the podcast. <gasps> is that early? Yeah, wow. yeah. And it was it was an episode called "Let's Talk Indie Comics," and that was the first <gasps> yeah. time that we had Kylie here. And then because you're our indie comics, and person. then Kylie started coming around for <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah, he just for, kept uh, coming in the Doomsday Clock episodes, oh, and yeah. then it was no, like, and then just kind of periodically. Was it that bad, depending on if it was a movie that Kylie wanted, wanted to be in on? I looked at this. I think you brought him in about the comic book industry, and you were talking to him about what it was like to work in the comic book store, because that's when you met him. in the. In... I'm sure we did some of that. We had Charles for a few of those as mm-hmm. well. And then, you know, Kylie's cooler. Cool. Well, yeah, cooler. Kylie is cooler. Better than fuck you, Charles. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> I, um, I was like, he's cooler. And then so, but then at one point when when Kylie became a permanent stay, the, the show really took kind of a more a of a turn forming for the worst. of yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It started well to form more into its more permanent what it would eventually become. Now I feel like that's when it kind of felt like this is because I think before Kylie, I think there was a time where Mary and I tried to take it a little too seriously. And Kylie brought more of a... Uh, I came in and was like, fuck this. No, just, <laughs> Kylie brought more of a laid back. There wasn't as much laughing. There wasn't, the, you know what I mean? It just, it lightened up everything a little bit more. Because, like, then, we didn't know what we were supposed to, what we should be doing. Right. Like, we were, and it was just me and Tyler talking. It's like, we talk all the time about this stuff. So. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. <laughs> but I think that's the best part about a podcast, right? There is these You brought changes. a different view. Because, right. yeah, it's like me and Tyler... We're married. We're always talking about this stuff, and then you're an extra one, and then we bring in Erin, and she's right. another extra one. Well, so we searched for a while for that fourth seat, and we went through. Yeah, we went through a few, and and we had McCord for a while and everything. Oh, but I, 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 I seriously mean this when when Erin when Aaron came 
that's when it felt like everything kind of clicked together and it was like that's the show because number one it balances it out to where we have another female voice which is great (laughs) but also Erin's perspective and her tastes are so different than all of ours and her take is very often different from any of ours here so it's it's not interesting to listen to a couple people that all have the same opinions on Mm. everything so you know, I feel like Mary and I's tastes are pretty similar. So no, that's why when really. Kylie came, it was interesting because like, oh, his tastes are different than ours. And Aaron's are even sort of different than yours in ways. So it's like yeah. now you have a few different sides going on or whatever. It just makes for a much better but discussion. Kind of- also, Aaron is not like afraid to say you I'm not really stupid to say shit. that I'm afraid, but like really I don't. I don't. Stupid shit. <laughs> I don't bring up my opinions as right. much as Eric. Oh, but the, this like is this is by far my favorite version of this. You don't podcast. bring up your opinions when we ask you your opinions. I know. No, she I know. Just <laughs> she just says, "I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. It was no, good." I think it's interesting that you say you guys have the same opinions. Because I don't like arguing. You don't. That's the best part. Is Mary has a very different like. But when it comes to comics, though, a lot of comics we like the same. Like I Not like all the same stuff. She like. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times we give stuff to each other or whatever. I mean, there's a few things that, like, she's much more into the manga and stuff, obviously, than I am or whatever, but, like... Superman is quintessentially the most adorable thing ever. (laughs) And he he raids a lot of Superman. He (laughs) raids. Yeah, see? Like, I know she's not like, this is the best that she's... I don't read. I heard that that he doesn't like Superman. Superman. He raided it with Greg (laughs) Ruga. give a shit about Superman, but she knows that you don't like Bendis. But she doesn't but read I do it. like Bendis. But this is it. She's all Super, like... You don't like Bendis doing no. Superman. Oh, yeah. I'm Superman sorry. Bendis. I, mean, I, I didn't mean want Bendis to cause Superman. it. But she's adorable. Yeah. She's like, this is what he says. And I'm like, you guys have totally Because she's heard, Because she's heard me bitch about it. So but she loves the But like, I haven't read it, so I can't form my own opinion about it. But she's so. adorable when she says... He doesn't like. I can <laughs> but of all the of all the guests and people we've gone through and different people that have been because I'm married to been Kylie. in that chair. Th- this is my favorite version of this show. Is Aww. the is the this one here? The current incarnation of it is the one that's and and we've had Aaron now for what probably a year and a half. It was like late 2019 when she when she her first one was Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel. which was yeah. March March of 2019. Because <gasps> we but, but that was a movie, right. movie. talking it about it. And you're like, you should come just come talk with on, us, talk on the. Couple. But that was a one time thing, and then she didn't come back again for yeah. quite some time. It wasn't until like because I'm lazy and it was RuPaul. fall. <laughs> it was like lazy. fall or winter of 2019 that she started coming every week, and then it's been for the last year and a Do half you know or why so I came now back? probably. Because my husband, he's like, I like that we have something we could do together. Yeah, I liked it. He was like, well, no, it's just kind of thing. It. It's just a given thing. Like Friday nights, it's you know, we do these on Friday nights. But for those that didn't know, we Kylie, do it on and podcast. Then I do stupid shit like um, say things I shouldn't. But the problem is, is alcohol. It is alcohol. <laughs> Believe it or not, there was a a long oh period where this podcast was done sober. And alcohol it's hard, has it's, saved it's me. hard for me to I even was... imagine doing that now. No. Before no. the alcohol. My God, I was. That's so... when Mary stopped caring. Was when the alcohol came in. I stopped caring in. because I was so nervous. Well, you guys did 
the first comic book club was Lock and Key. Right. Because I remember you you would text me like, do hey, Lock we're and doing key this. With Kylie, yeah. You wanted me to come over, but I, I you, was busy. You were busy yeah. or something. But, yeah. it, but it was drunk comic book That was club. the original idea. And was, you guys were yeah. drunk. We were drunk. <laughs> yeah, we killed That's like a bunch. That was fun. It was, it was so awesome because uh, I wish I could remember. I, I remember listening to that, but you guys had this conversation about like your favorite characters. And then... And then it's like, so what was your favorite character? And you're like, oh, I think we just went over that. <laughs> <laughs> and who could forget the? Uh, who could forget the? Was it that bad for Fantastic Four, where Mary killed a whole bottle of wine before we even started recording? Oh, yeah. And that was that was the three of us with Edgar, that was yeah. so and Mary was looking trashed. Yeah. Well, she gets ongoing. She was. It was like drinking too. straight out of the bottle, trash. Like she was. Well, I was not classy. <laughs> Well, no, because you would have to clean glass. Where you could but just for the longest time, we it. never drank and did this hardly ever. Really? Like, and that's just, I think it's it was such just a, a nervous now. thing. Like, we just didn't know. I don't know. I, I, I just didn't ever really thought about it. We just weren't alcoholics yet. Oh, well, now we are. I guess that's true. I don't know. But I speaking of, like, of highlights and stuff, episodes, is there, Mary? Did we'll he go. fart? Did he yes, fart? Yeah. That, that, that's, what, what, that's my go-to. Yeah. Is, uh, <laughs> Who farted? Was it that bad Wolverine? Was it that bad X-Men Origins? Moving on. Oh. Moving on, yeah. Say, I said that. Certain oh. episodes that stick out to you at all or, or just moments like that from the, 200? The Wolverine one, definitely. definitely. We, we always, like, we I, always I, go back I, to I usually that won't one. listen to podcasts that I'm on because I can't stand my fucking voice right no, don't you but i weird. can listen to that wolverine origins that <laughs> x-men origins so wolverine because we had like oh the victor God. thing going we had jenny <laughs> far victor, victor! Oh, did you tell me it was victor? <laughs> <laughs> and the yeah edgar and the cuckoo the Kachu got screwed oh <laughs> um, and then we have Captain Metropolis that Stop. keeps right. being brought up and then we have Roald Alden Roald that keeps Alden. being brought up I think that's so funny Oh, yeah, the, but, 80s. the 80s. Uh, wasn't that bad? Supergirl was was Mary's uh, for reasons. <laughs> yeah. Was that what it was? Yeah, it was, yeah. wasn't that bad. Supergirl. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. You know, for reasons. You know, because reasons. We got that put on a wine glass for her for Christmas. I'm terrible. I'm terrible at remembering <laughs> um, episodes that we've done. The uh, so. the comic skate episode with Charles, which that is episode fifty one. Wow, um, was it that long ago? Yeah, that was a yeah. long time ago, man. Time ago. Single enjoy, digits. But I like all the... Single digits. Double digits. Double digits. Oh, he's been yeah, drinking. I almost got drinking. away with it, too. Been, I would have got away with it, too, if it wasn't for you. I enjoy... Aaron, what? Teenage Mutant You did not enjoy Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Not at all. The episode. I was skin there as like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Pigeons. Two. That was your favorite episode? No, I was just saying it was an enjoyable episode. Episode 100 was Marvel vs. DC. That was fun because we had Kenny and Edgar here and McCord. Yeah, TNT 2. That was That was the Dr. Banner. Which is my shoe. I just found it interesting, like, who we find say the weirdest shit. Because we have that. You guys don't see it. I think it's just a torture for me at the audience at home. If you can't see it, but there is a fucking board over there that says Equinox Trader. It has this little thing where it's 
I can see it. No one else can see it because Kyle. Mary purposely at, puts it in the place yeah. where Aaron has yep. to stare at it. <laughs> and they put the whole the, fucking thing. What they do is they put the saying that everybody fucked up. <laughs> And it's right there. And so right now it says Equinox Trader. What was the Las Vegas one? Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Las Vegas. That was that me. Was I said that. But you guys don't know at home. But I, I, I can the see people, it. I don't know if we have a lot of... Uh, Continual like, followers? Yeah, but yeah. like... If if you're not, you're missing out on so many inside jokes. Yeah, <laughs> we we self-reference quite yeah. a bit. But it's uh, I can see. We're right big now. fans of ourselves. If you're unaware, <laughs> when we like to reference things we've done. That was Mr. Miracle. It was anti-life equation. Yeah. Yeah. And somehow you're like, <laughs> so why is he looking for the equinox <laughs> traitor? I just like to point out, Mary tortures me with this little board up there, and I do it all the time. I'm like, I say horrible shit. So do I. No, but I say it really bad because who comes up? You guys keep saying Metropolis. I and think that's oh. what says. I, I so say that funny. on a daily basis. I know, yeah. it says. It's her delivery that makes it so it's good. Because she's Metropolis. reading. She's reading that I thing. Think like, of, Captain Metropolis. I think of back in the day before Aaron was on the podcast when she still went to the when she still went to the movies with us, and I'm like, man, she had to sit through some shitty movies and didn't even get to come. Like, she went to see Dark Phoenix with us. Oh, oh that was and horrible. that was before she was even oh, on the podcast. Oh, you didn't come to the podcast. No, that, that, that was that was before Aaron was even on the podcast. Wow. It was like she went and sat through that shitty movie and didn't even get to come talk shit about it afterwards. Ah, <laughs> uh, you should have. All I know is that it's not that bad. There was Equinox trailer. You guys say stupid shit too. We do. Well, like the eighties. The eighties. That was me. I have to admit, I did like. Damn it, everybody! <laughs> I have to admit. Fuck you guys. I the dichotomy. Oh no, I did not say that one. I love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I love all the Watchmen one ones. Good. The Watchmen ones Watchmen were fun. Was fun, and Aaron was here for all of those. That yeah, was like her yeah. first, uh, her first set. And then, um, <laughs> remember I the like... episode we all wore the puffy shirts? Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I don't want to wear Seinfeld at references that we're <laughs> always trying to make. I don't want to be a pirate. I, admit, I do watch for those. I don't know why I, I watch for them. Well, I do. Good I luck like watching fact... for things on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do like the new books, and I do like the fact that. I brought Rachel Rising. It's like one of those things. Where Tyler like, really liked that. Yeah, well, Rachel see, Rising was good. I also well. liked it. Not to say that I, I didn't read way more. I think I, I, I never finished it, but, but I got through like five out of the seven one, trades. That was a good week three. That was good. Comic book clubs are always fun. Yeah, right, I, I enjoy those. Share something new Sometimes I forget shit we even read. Like she brought week three. I'm like, oh yeah, we did do week three. Yeah, and it was it was sad because all claws. Remember we did the Grant Morrison Santa Claus. That was a fun one. And then we always do. The um, I can't even lock and key. Lock we've and been key. doing lock and key. We're, and we've we're only almost got one done more. with that. Yep. So and if we reach three hundred episodes before we finish, what will I pick? Exactly. We got to do a manga one. We got to read oh. something manga. Oh god! It'll don't start awesome. bringing that. Shit. No, come on, dude. <laughs> manga is hard because they are like no, they you, come out in the wait, volumes. So this might. Yeah, be... you can't really do a full episode. No, that's too much. Those things are long. Isn't the whole idea about picking something is to introduce something so people can read it later? Something. 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 We could. I could maybe. I could maybe figure out something with it. But we'll even, see. We'll see. I didn't even know I said things in like uh, what was it the something? Western accent. That I didn't have no, one. No, it was the southern, the southern accent. accent. It was the southern accent. Oh, that was John Ramita Sr., wasn't it? I had another one. 
I think it was so. her reading old Spider-Man. Spider-Man, the, Spider yeah. the yeah. Gwen's the death of Gwen Stacy. I don't know how did he. You, you how think did these drugs are bad? Yeah. <laughs> 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 that was it too. If you think. It just reminded me so much of that lady from from Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just. You are a part of me, <laughs> and I am, am a part, part of you. <laughs> I just uh, if. People don't do necessarily The British accents podcasts, on our last right? lock and key was pretty good. Oh my good. god, that was fun. And she didn't get it either because, well, she'd been drinking. She'd been drinking. Oh my god, you she guys are horrible. Something. Do it. Give it to me. I was just thinking about Flashpoint. Um, <laughs> that was a good one too. You were we haven't, we haven't read anything Flashpoint. I like, that was a good one. No, <laughs> I've avoided. We've clearly done nothing with Flashpoint. We've done. Happily? We haven't really done no. anything with the Flash. We yeah. talk about Surpri the Flash. Oh, right. Surprisingly, we haven't done but anything with the thinking, Flash. But I was thinking, okay, no, if we don't, in? we could, well, we don't want to do another DC one, but maybe no. we could talk about Flashpoint tie-ins or something in the future. You for should like, do it. It's your fucking house. It's true. Your this is my podcast. Do whatever you want. You can do it. This is your fucking shit right now. You oh, good do God. it. Settle down. <laughs> and every week, for a long time, my pick was Ice Cream Man. Remember yeah. when my weekly picks used to be comic books, you guys? <laughs> when all of our picks might have been comic books at one point. I was point. the one that stayed with that for any amount of time. And then I used to give you guys shit every week because you guys like, this TV show, this TV oh show. I was like, well, I actually so have good. a fucking comic book to talk yeah. about. And it's been like a year since I've done that. Well, but th this show was easily one of the things that could have been derailed or even compromised by the pandemic last year. That True. was the funnest but part. We, I'm not saying we never missed a week because we missed here and there, but for yeah, the most part, we we went on uninterrupted all through 2020 and pretty much through mm -hmm. most of uh, obviously this year as well too. So we quarantine? didn't. Yeah, we had some quarantine. Yeah, we quarantine. I was the only one of the four of us that caught COVID, luckily. Yeah. But uh, luckily. <laughs> I mean, that we it was know. Good Luckily, times. Yeah. It was good times. I was just really proud of them. Unless we were all just asymptomatic. And we never even had to go virtual with the podcast, which we definitely could have, but we never did. And I, I think it probably benefited from that. Yeah. We tried yeah. that with the the other podcast. And I like it, uh, you guys. We didn't work well. I Mary like you had, too. No, but Mary had a lot of sanitizer. She and would a clean lamp. this like, whole desk up. I, I did because where we do the, the podcast was my office for like a year. Oh, so she... I would clean up around here for you guys. And you have no idea when she, someone spills a beer in here. Oh, I would get she mad. Gets, she is so angry, people. Get <laughs> a towel. Oh, my God. Get a towel. And everybody's like, where's the towel? And Mary towel? used to edit the podcast. And, and she now used Tyler to be, does. And now so, there's no edits. Yeah. And Mary used to like go through and cut out any silences or ums. Now or, there's like farts and now, Yeah, I literally cut out nothing. I literally not cared anymore. You know this what? is also That's... due to drinking. <laughs> You're not drunk in the morning. <laughs> or are you? <laughs> it's due to drinking and not caring anymore. You know what? That makes this podcast a little bit better. <laughs> it brings out the character. Not caring <laughs> makes this a little better. I'm drunk, and, I'm drunk and don't care. And you know what? Well, that makes, makes this podcast just a little bit better. better. The... Uh, Maxwell Prince interview was a uh, oh fun. yeah, that was yeah. Really fun. Yeah. Out of all the creator interviews, I think we did that. That's one of the that ones. That was so funny. That was when the you one were... that it was like so 
I don't want to say pie in the sky, but it just I can't believe that we actually did it because it was a book that we were so into, and he said yes, and it yeah. was like, holy shit. And I still laugh about the fact that, Kylie, you brought up like the oh, recurring like seeing characters, the, seeing and the I was people, like, people I was like, from other no, issues in the background. You're thinking too much into it. He's like, no, actually. And I'm like, oh, I was wrong. And Mary was the one that's like the fan, and she's, oh, like, yeah. she's like, that doesn't mean anything. He's like, well, you're wrong. <laughs> it was so funny. Actually, bitch, step back. But I think that stems from reading that I read it in a lump in a trade, so right. she's reading it on I a read monthly it in basis. Issues. So, yeah. And I only read issues pretty much. I, I pretty much only read things one time. I don't go back and reread things a lot, except for like Lock and Key. Doomsday Clock I did. I tried to go back through those. How was it? Uh, Phil Seavey, when we had Phil Seavey doing triage. Oh, that, that one was, was on the book club. That, that one, was that one was kind of like a dream to come true. It was like if we could do a book club with the with the, uh, with the, the creator. creator. And it turned out really. I thought it went off really well, actually. Oh, yeah. Very good. Yeah, those were those were fun. And some of our top five episodes have been fun. Oh, I like those. Yeah. <laughs> you it's bitch every no, time. I know. I There's a list to do. I no bitch way. every time. Oh, I no love way. those episodes. No way. Bullshit. I was like, you don't see her at the house ten minutes before we leave. No, no, I was about to add. Top fives are so hard to come up with. They are very hard. They're not at all, actually. But I enjoy the fact that... But when we talk about them, it's fun. Well, yeah, that's the part, is I enjoy the fact that Kylie is so very studious about Comic book Jeopardy, that was one that we tried. That was kind of fun. Jeopardy was fun. I tried to do that for the 200th episode. No one wanted to do that. Kylie was... No, the one that has to come with all the questions didn't want to do it. That's what it was. It's because if we come up with the questions, then we'll already know the answers, and it's unfair. someone else Nice convenient excuse. No, it's a really good community. <laughs> it is. Actually. I enjoy the top five because Kylie is and and Tyler is so bitch. studious. Yeah, they're kinda. so into it. Yeah, they were like top five, and, and we're just like, like, okay, we're picking these five, but in no particular <gasps> order. I remember when we had the top five? Where I did a top five of every five. Yeah, yeah. I can't it remember was, what uh, that was. Reboots, <laughs> remakes. Is that what it was? Reboots. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I, I was such a cop out. <laughs> I was like, and the Kylie's like, you can't. Oh, it was maybe a bitch. it was overachiever. You. It could have been Tyler. He's like, you can't have twins, or what was it? You can't have double ties. Ties. That you can't was have it. Twins? <laughs> oh, you can have twins. <laughs> oh, shut up. Ties. ties you can't have huh? ties. And I was like, I'm not sure which one I want. And then I had them. I was scratching my head because I was like, it's hard thinking about this stuff. But I had fun with the top five because you can see people who are like on it, and then you can see people like me. That one I don't like, even remember what the first one we ever did was of a top five. What was it? I can't remember. I know he I just had... said he couldn't remember. Was it that bad? Was the first like monthly one that we started to do? That like, was what fun. was the very first? And that one was Batman and Robin. Kylie was here for that. It and so was, was Edgar. nipples, huh. right? And uh, there was so much. It was, it was, that one has the funny Edgar moment where he's talking about we went to go see it, and and you're like, what did you think? <laughs> um, the first comic book club was Lock and Key. The first creator focus, I think, was Marv Wolfman. Um, really? Yeah, but the first top five, I, that one for some reason I I can't remember having a hard time. I do like the, I think it was like the female character. Oh, you know what it was? I think it was top five Spider-Man covers. Ooh, with that Kenny, sounds right. With Kenny. And Kenny yeah. is like Kenny. 
And Candy? then there was Candy. And then, um, what else? The movies, I'm still saying Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was awesome. I know you guys love the Supergirl. So it was so bad. It's it, so it, nice. The show got a lot easier to plan once we started putting in these like monthly staples, no. though, where it's like... We know we're doing it wasn't that bad. We know we're doing creator focus. We know we're doing a book club. So there's three what weeks is, right there that we like. I don't have to come up with like, what are we gonna do? You know, it's like they're they're planned out. Yeah. But it's kind of fun to find movies. That Daredevil one. What was it? No, it was Electra one where all of us Electra, were like, yeah. it was just bad. But that like, ass. Bad. But that ass. No, but it was. I that mean, there's been a few that we all kind of were like, that wasn't that yeah. bad. Yeah. Which one? Like, like was what, that with uh, um? Alias. <laughs> <laughs> Electra, is that just? It was bad. No. Jennifer Gardner. Jennifer Gardner. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was well, just I was going to Jessica Alba. It's kind of fun to have to watch movies. Jessica jo- Alba. I think Jonah Hex. We all agreed wasn't that bad. That it was wasn't one of those too really, like, bad. It could have been done better. No, been that was yeah. that was bad. Oh, I thought that was one that we kind of liked. I can't I remember. Don't, no. It wasn't it was, too bad is what I'm saying. Doing the prequels with Aaron was fun. Star Wars prequels was oh fun. Oh, my God. I she was wasn't here for so Phantom Menace, but she did Did we the do all two. three? Yep, no, we've done them all. No, I was here for we've Phantom Menace. All? I was all three. Cause well, was, we're going to have to do... No, you weren't here no. for Phantom Menace, yeah. It was just Attack of the Clones. We're going to have to do the new ones. No. But they're not. they don't have rotten scores. They don't? Yeah, no. But I thought people hated them. Some people do. The interesting thing about this... Okay. The the COVID, the COVID was we were we would review comic book movies when they'd come out and right. that kind of went away because and as we got our little uh, uh, text reminder of okay here's our schedule for the month I was like wait are we not gonna watch Black Widow or, is so, that not a thing yeah not you reminded us about Black Widow we completely forgot about <laughs> that and so this is the thing is I will go online saying. I have to get used to having to plan for movies again. <clears throat> Tyler's yes. kind of a little bitch. He hasn't watched any of the Captain... Uh, not Metro Cap- Metropolis. <laughs> Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon, yeah. yeah. Or Loki. I'll have you know I've what watched all of them in the last week, so shut Did up. You? No. Did you? Really? No. Oh. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> when? <laughs> when did you have you time really, for you that? Really should watch this. No, oh I, I God, really should he's such a little bitch to be about honest, it because it's been so... <sighs> You know so what? Much fun. We're not watching the fucking Beatles anthology. You know there is such a thing. No, he's just been like a little. I I'll have it. to say oh for myself, God. there is such a thing as burnout. No, it's not even not. that, honestly. Like, and it sucks. It sucks to like e- even say this because it feels like I'm using it as a, like a, as like a crutch or like it an excuse. Crutch. But it's just the truth. Like, honestly, last couple months since mm. my mom died, I find myself oh, just like well, so t- unambitious to do shit. Like, yeah. Like I feel like even like we like Black Widow's coming out. I feel like I'm just in this like haze. Like I don't even remember when shit's happening anymore. And like I haven't read a single comic book. I don't think in like two three months. Other than like a comic book club or like Watchmen that we're doing specifically for this. I'm so behind on like all my book. I just I feel like no ambition or motivation to like so, do shit I'm supposed to do. So me and Kylie, I don't know. I'm looking at Kylie going. So that's just I, kind of the truth. For me, it's just that. been burnout. I'm not interested in anything Marvel. I have such burnout oh, from it. For me at all. Because I loved WandaVision, and that was, you know, obviously right before my mom died. So I was watching that every week to week. And then it's just like these last couple months, it's just been like all of a sudden I just feel like it's like hazy kind of like, I don't know, just lazy. I get like, it. Like, eh, I get it. It's not in the no, mood. Dude. I, guess. I, I very know. much just get into like spurts of things. Like I'm very yeah. much into anime right now. So I... I just want to binge as much anime as I can, 
and then I get burned out, and then I'll move on to the next thing. I see. That's what I do. I love you all. What I a love great you, here's Aaron. hopefully it's another two hundred. Let's see how long we can run this fucking thing until we all get bored of it. Maybe we'll get to another two hundred. Maybe that'll be four hundred. What? Get a towel. Towel. Your towel. Well, she's dripping on herself. So next week is uh, Black Aaron's Black. Oh, Black Widow. Yeah. Then it's uh. I just explained this. But then after that, then it's Aaron's comic book club, which is why last man. Why? But uh, yeah, next week is Black Widow. It'll be God. I mean, that's our first. What's, what's the last new movie we did? Joker? Yeah. Probably. Was it Joker? I think. Uh, no. Rise of Skywalker was after Joker, wasn't it? I don't know. Because that was did Christmas we do time. One for that? Oh, yeah. Okay. So it was probably that. Okay. God, that, I mean, that's a long time ago, though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> In the galaxy shit. far, far away, apparently. So. Next week we'll actually have a new Long fucking Marvel movie to talk about. Far, far well, I'm away. very excited for this. I mean, it's good. the last Marvel movie that came out. Like McCord was here, because it was Far From Home. Like, wow, yeah. What like, is Black Widow gonna be about? I've not Black seen any. Vi- it's like Scarlett Johansson. It's kind of like Vision. But, uh, it's about, it's about Vision. Vision. <laughs> and Black Widow is really just gonna be about Vision. Black, Black Widow. Widow. Vision. <laughs> and Metropolis. Black Widow's Vision. <laughs> It's gonna have people and Russians. And Russians. Thank you to spies. everyone who's listened from the first episode or for your first episode was just last week. We appreciate all of you. And if you haven't gotten sick of us and you're still listening, God I can't even tell you how you. much that means. Yeah. God bless you. We'll be back for Black Widow next week and John Woo-hoo. Romita Jr. in a month from now. JJ. J. J. Jonah Jameson. No, no, it's J.R.J.R., right? Until episode 201, Woo-hoo. my name's Tyler. I'm Mary. I'm Aaron. I'm Kylie. Fuck Charles, and Whoa. see you next week. It's not a hashtag?